You also want to mention that on the fourth Sunday of this month is Season Citizen Day. Amen. As we celebrate our seniors, uh, Pastor uh, Lynch, the father, has uh, consented on coming again, and we're looking forward to that. Amen. Every year, he gives a powerful message. Hopefully, this is the last sermon of this series. <laughs> it depends on how far I get today. So we're going to see how God lays it out. With the other scriptures that I've been dealing with, today I want to change up a little bit and go to Joshua chapter 1. Because Joshua chapter 1 deals with the battle of head of Israel. And it mimics, it shows a picture of the battle that is ahead of all of us. Joshua is charged with taking the children of Israel to, to the promise that God had already given, but they had to take it by faith. See, God has given us a lot of promises, and, and, and it's there for us, but just like the children of Israel, we got to take it by faith. Hallelujah. Let's do our reading. You can stand since this is a new scripture. Matter of fact, don't stand. I'm gonna <laughs> don't stand. I'm going to exegese it as I read through, okay? Sorry about that. I, I, had changed, I changed my mind in mid-thought. <laughs> Look at the promise God says to Joshua. Because Joshua is on his purpose. And God is teaching him how to be successful in what God has called him to be. If it worked for Joshua, it will work for us. He says, well, since I can't see that far this morning, my eyes acting up, let me read it. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. And what he's saying is, Joshua, as long as you are in your purpose, doing your purpose, can't nobody stop you. Let me say that to the people in this room. As long as you got your eyes on the Lord, and you got your eyes on your purpose, can't nothing or nobody stop you. Will you come up against opposition? Yes, you will. Will the devil try to impede and hinder you? You better believe it. Matter of fact, the greater the purpose, more the trouble. But has God already promised that you will be successful in what he has called you to be? You better believe it. Hallelujah. The task at hand for every one of us is to keep our eyes, our mind, our thoughts on the Lord, even when it gets rough. Hallelujah. It's, it's not going back, as Terry said, to what we used to be. Don't give up no ground. Turn to your say, don't give up no ground. I'm not going back. Where I have already succeeded, I'm going to plant my feet here and stand. Hallelujah. Let me read on. Still can't see that. Let me read on. <laughs> will not, I will not leave you. You know what he said? He says, as I was with Moses, 
I will also be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. You have seen, all of us have seen God be there for other people. Faith is not blind. God has given evidence to all of us that he's real. You can look back over your life, and I hope you realize you didn't make it on your own. That was nobody but God. The, the flesh wants to take credit for it. The flesh wants to keep you surrounded in bondage. But you got to believe who God says you are. My, my question to us, one of the questions is, which one are you listening to? What are you watering in your life? What are you speaking when nobody is around? Because everybody, well, I won't say everybody. Most of us try to speak right in church, but you got to take this farther than church. I called up Justin last week. We did not pre-rehearse. He did not know I was going to call him, but I know the battle he's been in, and I taught him and showed him how to fight the battle. He would bring to me three, five, about three years by father index card where he had all those scriptures written out so he could get it in him. When the battle is intense, when the devil coming at you on every side, some of us haven't been there yet, so, so this doesn't make sense. Put this on a shelf so you can pull it down because one of these days, sooner or later, you're going to need to know how to do battle. May not affect you right now. Keep on living. Keep on serving. And the devil going to show up at your address. Get your phone number. In Ephesians chapter 6, when it talks about the fiery darts of the devil, what that's talking about is that he will set everything around you on fire. Your trouble will show up all around you. It, it will happen on, 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 on that front. On that front. It happened in, in your children. Happened in your marriage. It happened on the job. It happened with your parents. It happened with your children. It happened with your grandchildren. And you experience it. What in the world? If you're not careful, Satan will cause so much trouble, you doubt your own salvation. Oh, wait a minute. If the devil attacked Jesus, why won't he attack you? Why, why, why won't he come after your faith? Your, your faith has to be tested. Turn to your neighbor because I don't think they heard me. Tell them your faith has to be tested. Listen, it doesn't show God where you are. It shows you where you are. God knows where you are. And if you can't praise him in the storm, if, if you can't trust him in the tough times, 
if, when all hell breaks loose, if you can't walk through your attitude, you know, how can, Lord help me. There's nothing wrong with getting an attitude with God. Just don't stay there. I understand folks who says, I'm mad at God, so I'm going to stay away from me. Shoot, all you got is God. How in the world you going to stay aloof from him when he's the only thing you got? There's nobody else to run to. There's nobody else to call on. There's nobody else that can help you but the mighty hand of God. You run to him. And he said, help me with my attitude. He says, you saw me, Joshua. You saw me and what I did with Moses. I will be the same God with you. So it tells me he's not a respecter of persons. Not a respecter of persons. If, if you do what you're supposed to do, the same blessing that he has given somebody else, listen, in, 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 in his presence, in success, in anointing, he will give to you. Listen, God is not respecter of person, but he is respecter of faith. Hebrews chapter 11 says that it's impossible to please God if you don't trust him. He says the, the only seed, 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 6, says the only seed that we have that God expects us to grow, that, that when he comes we're going to get honor and glory for, is faith. Everything else grows out of trust in him. Without faith, you won't grow. Without faith, you can't get the peace of God. Without faith, you can't step into the promises. And faith is, is, is what it is to say, I trust your character. I trust you at your word. I'm going to put down all this pride. Self-image, people pleaser, not good enough, sexual identity, that, that, that all these idols and images I made of myself, whether I'm black or white, I'm putting it down and I'm trusting my life. Satan wants to get you tied up on side issues. Side situation. How can I say this? Let me just say the way I want to say it. You're not home yet. Of course we're going to go through situations down here. Of course we're going to have issues down here. And all of it is focusing, do you trust him? Joshua's whole success was based not on how good of a warrior he was. Israel didn't know nothing about fighting. Not at this point. They came out of slavery. 
and then they've been walking 40 years in the desert. What they know? Let me, let me go here. Listen to this verse, then I will explain it. Genesis 15, 13, 21. And God said to Ab Abraham, Abram, know for sure that your descendants will be strangers living temporarily in a land that's Egypt that is not their own. Some of us is in a place where we don't belong. Dealing with stuff that's not even yours. Harboring an attitude and a personality that don't fit you. When you are a child of God, as Terry said, that there ought to be a change that come about you and some of it is still more comfortable with putting on the clothes of the devil than putting on the spirit of love that comes from Christ. And we choose. And we choose. Let me read on. He says, he says, you will be enslaved, in bondage, oppressed for 400 years. But on that nation, on the descendants that, 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 would, that you will serve, I will bring judgment. And afterward, you will come out of that land with great possessions. Pharaoh did not only chase the Israelites because he wanted the slave back. He wanted the gold and silver back. <laughs> Let's go back. They got paid for all that. As for you, as for you, you shall die and go to your fathers in peace and you shall be buried a good old age. Then in the fourth generation shall your descendants return to Canaan, the promised land. For the wickedness and the guilt of the Amorites has not been complete. Let me, let me explain this. Because many of us got problems with the fact that when they went to take the land, God said, leave nothing alive. Very hard concept, very hard. But what God is saying here yet, he's saying this. He said, I'm going to give them 400 years to repent. I'm not going to bring judgment till it gets to the place they have gotten to the place of no return. Some would say, well, what about the children? Not about the baby. The babies at this point has become so infested because in Exodus 34, what God says, and this is a blessing, he said, to those that are righteous, that their influence will go down to a thousand generations. So watch this. The way you love God, the way you trust God, the way you praise God will go all the way down to a thousand generations. <laughs> Influence. Impact. He says, but those that are wicked, their iniquity, I'm going to limit it to the third and fourth generation. I'm not going to let it linger long. After 400 years, they were so infested with evil that even the babies was already turned. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
He said, I cannot take a chance of a baby growing up in you because they will follow what their parents been doing because it's spiritual. We're not just talking about people. We're talking about the God that they serve, the demons that they serve, how infested they were in demonic practices. We're talking about how much of God the devil had a hold on them for over 400 years till God says, I have to judge them. I have to remove them because they're going to get in the way of my purpose. Woe unto anyone that gets in the way of God's purpose. He said, because if you mess up the Israelites, then my son can't come to save everyone. And watch this. The, look at the goodness of God. I'm going to give them 400 years. It's really 430 because because he's talking to Abraham at the beginning, but, but they were there for 400 years. So it's 430. He waited and said, not yet. There's a chance. Not yet. I'm trying to get their attention. Not yet. Now they passed the point where I can even do anything with him. Do you see the magnitude how real this battle is? Do you see what's going on with our city, our, our, our state, our nation? That there's a, 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 there's a infusion of evil. And it starts with the I stand amazed of how patient God is with us. <laughs> Shoot, with me. <laughs> I stand amazed of how much he keeps loving us. So look what he says. He says, he says, he says, he says. And he passed all the way down because he does, a, he does a, 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 a promise. He does a, a, a thing where he said, your descendants have I given this land from Egypt to the great river Euphrates. And he says, the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Kelmanzites, the Hittites, the Pezazites, the Fessalites, Amorites, Canaanites, all those ite folks. <laughs> My question to God is, why did you take the time to go through a number each one? He said, because they're different evils. There are different situations that want to take you over. It's not all the same. See, your problem is not their problem, and their problem is not my problem, but we all got a problem. <laughs> It's time to quit pointing your finger at folks that don't have your problem because you still got a problem. 
Theirs may be the jump your sights, but yours the Mennonites. It still is an enemy that is trying to prevent you from moving into the promise God has for you. And instead of wasting time and pointing fingers at everybody else, your plate is full for you to take care and keep your own attitude in check. What I realize is, 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 is that, that unless we're walking in love all the time, you got issues. Lord, look like I ain't gonna make it as far as you want me to go. But hold on, Psalms 27, 37 says, trust in the Lord. Watch this. When you trust in the Lord, he enables you. It's an enablement. There's an empowerment to be like him. You know what, we know when you say do good, well, what's good? God is the only one that's good. Remember the rich young ruler who rose up to Jesus? He said, good master. And watch this. And Jesus says, ain't nobody good but God. Now, Jesus is not saying he's not good. He is challenging this young man's thought on what is good. This young man didn't see Jesus as God, and this young man thought he was good. Some of us have the nerve. To think we're good. And the only way that you can think you're good is that you're looking at somebody else and you think you're better than what they are. There's two problems with that. Number one, they are not the standard. Number two, you're not the standard. Number three, Jesus is. And when I see myself in the light of who he is, it humbles me to the place I know I need him. My brothers and sisters, Satan, his voice don't stop. But you don't have to keep listening. His words of condemnation won't stop. But you don't have to let it get in. What Justin and I was doing, you saw me act as the devil who is the accuser. But you saw him come back, listen, not with his rationale. Not, 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 not talking about how good he is. He came back with the word of God. Because of the battle he'd been through, he got it in him. He got it in him. Because listen, that's what it takes when you go through certain battles. You better have your Bibles marked up with verses that you can go to. You better put it on a three-by-five card and write it out. You better know it for yourself. Listen, sometimes it's not time to call somebody else because you're in the heat of the battle right now. 
He says that man taketh the gospel, the kingdom of God, by force. And what that means is that they see how much, how important it is, and they grab at it. Some of us, we don't see it yet. Sometimes your, your, your problem bless you because your problem make you fall on your knees before him. The greatest thing that ever happened to me is, 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 is my pain. Greatest thing that ever happened to me is all that I've been through. And, and what's, uh, I, I got to say, I determined how much God had to do by what it took to break me. If I would have broke earlier, I wouldn't have to go through as much as I've been through. But me being me, <laughs> being extreme, all my, okay, Dale, quit. Oh, you too? Anybody else know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's funny. We were, we were in the car. They was Chris. We were going to the Donnie's father, what you call it, and we saw this guy on a motorcycle going fast, pulling a wheelie. And I said, wow. Chris said, that's crazy. I kept quiet. <laughs> that, that was me. He said, man, you know what we call that in the fire department? Uh, Chris, or Chris downstairs. He said, he said huh? Owner dongers or something like that. And I, I was like, I remember a fireman telling me that they take shovels to scoot up the brain. I kept quiet. Matter of fact, matter of fact, a little bit of me was excited, like, wow, that's cold-blooded. <laughs> it was means I still haven't learned yet. I still got some, I still got some more breaking to do. But, but my brothers and sisters, where is it that God still got to? You know what I realized? The quicker we surrender, the easier it is. What I realized is that, 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 that we, we got to get before God said, Lord, help me to pour into this. Help me to water who you say I am. Help me to walk through the day say, I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Lord, help me that when somebody get on my last nerve to intentionally go in the bathroom and give you praise instead of cussing them out. Lord, help me to remember who I am in you. So I won't I won't mess up my, 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 my reputation. And Lord, when I do, help me to go back and say, I'm sorry. When's the last time you said you were sorry? Some of us are so prideful, know we was wrong. No, no, we haven't said, but no, no. And the Holy Spirit is prompting us to go back to each side. And we, 
You are in a battle if you're saved of who you are in Christ and who you used to be. God is asking us to let go of what we even like about ourselves that we shouldn't like. You know what I realized? We know. I ain't saying nothing new. I'm just exposing the battle we're in and how we rationalize because we still want to hold on to. And the truth of the matter is, is I'm still safe if you know the Lord Jesus Christ. But, but wait, hasn't he been too good to us? Hasn't he been better than good? Doesn't God deserve our best? Because he gave his best? He's a family brother. He said, when you have done all that you can do is stand. And, and he talked about the fiery dog. And he said, take out the sword. You know, the, the sword is the word of God. And, and if you really read the context, Roman soldiers had many different swords. They had a spear, they had a long sword, but they had daggers, they had short swords. So, so you know what he's saying? He said, take out what you need at this time. Take out the word that fits your situation. There's a word for everything. There's a scripture for everything. Get you one of those promises books that you can look up what you need and go around saying it all day. You have to work this thing. To, to turn to your neighbors and work it. Work it. See, because what we're trying to do is get it from our heads till it's in our hearts. Because as a person thinketh, so. Let me wrap this up. I can't do everything I want to do. Show me the born again picture. That's a statue that is in um, New York someplace. And what it is is apparently the person made the inside out of crystal and covered it up with black iron, then it started pulling away. Uh, the black iron is the old you, the old me. The inside is the born again you that reflects the glory of Christ. Now, now look, now look. It's not pulled all the way, but according to the amount that is pulled off is how much glory it shines. All of us is at a different stage of process, but you should be in process. You have to understand that what is happening is that he has made us and formed us to be more like Jesus. He has actually put the character of the Lord in us. When he sees you, he sees the seed in you. 
He don't see your bad and your good. He sees what he placed in you. And the Holy Spirit is taking us through the process of sanctification where the old you is being pulled off, the old thinking being pulled off so the new you can shine forth. Listen, God don't shine through the old you. He shines through the new you. There's a woman, she has a problem. She's in Mark chapter 5, and the scripture says that, that, that she has gone to all the doctors. She has spent a lot of money to help her because she has an issue of blood flowing from her. Listen, we all got issues and something flowing. She looked the part. She's weak physically. The way she is physically, that's many times us spiritually because we have not put in the work to trust the Lord. Let me throw something at you real quick. Mark chapter 4, 24 says this. He said, said, to the measure that you put towards the word, being preached, being taught, he said, the same measure God puts towards us which means that if you don't take this seriously, God don't take you seriously. He said, he said, until I got your attention and you know you need me. Until you understand that my word is life. But if you want to keep on playing, if you want to keep on tipping me, he said, I'll tip you back. <laughs> Listen, God will not be, be our cheap date. He's God. He's God. He's God. Say that with me. He's God. He's God. He's God. And he is trying to pour into you, pour into me, so that we become what he has created us to be on the inside so that people will see we are his masterpiece. Oh, our God wants to get glory through your life, from your life. Not, listen, more than what you do, but who you are. This this is a process. This is not overnight. But the process will make you depend more, lean more. It says she went to all the doctors. She suffered many things. Boy, don't that sound like our life. We go here, we go there, trying to find fulfillment. We go to everybody, and nothing worked. Then the scripture said she heard G- about Jesus, probably hear the story, and she said in her mind, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. It's also amazing to me, nobody else said that. Maybe because she was more desperate than anybody else. Maybe that she was in a point of dying 
and all she had. Matter of fact, she's isolated because, because of her situation made her ceremoniously, uh, she, was, she was defiled. And, and she's not supposed to be around people, not supposed to touch people. And she's supposed to scream out when she got around people, I'm defiled. You know, sometimes you can't worry about protocol. Can't worry about what other people are going to think. Can't worry about what your family going to think when you get for real. You know, sometimes you got to get desperate enough for you. For you. You want to be what God wants you to be. You want God to do it. God, it can't nobody else do it. it you know what? If you sit with crows, you always be a crow. Massaville got pigeons that sit on the line. I call them pigeons in the hood. But eagles, but eagles don't hang with nothing but other eagles. They like to get high. They like to soar high. You know what's so funny? Crows are so jealous of eagles that when eagles are low, they get behind them and, 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 and they, ah! Now, notice they get behind and not in front. <laughs> they talk to smack behind. And the eagle don't bother about turning around, but it begins to aim its sights up high. Because the eagle know you can talk your smack, but you can't go where I'm going. <laughs> uh-uh. You, 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 can't, you, can't, you can't get the atmosphere I got. Uh-uh. You, you can't breathe where, where I can breathe. Okay? You can talk all the smack that you want to, but where God's taking me, you can't even imagine. Am I talking to some eagles? This, I'm talking to some folks that have decided I'm taking this thing higher. God says, Joshua, keep my word in your mouth. Keep saying it to yourself. Speak to yourself. Say it to yourself. When nobody else around, you speak my word. Don't turn to the right or left. People going to talk about you. People going to say all sorts of stuff. But you keep your eyes on me. And nobody, nobody will be able to stand before you. If you're a child of God, God is for you. God got your back. It doesn't matter who else don't got your back. God got your back. You keep your eyes on the Lord and keep on stepping. Keep on moving. Keep on soaring. If you got to soar by yourself. What people don't understand is this. When people see God's hands on you, they get envious. Let me explain to you the difference between envious and jealousy. Jealousy is that you're trying to hold on to what you got. 
God said he was jealous because he don't want the devil to take us. Envy is you looking from the bottom, looking up. People that don't have what you have because they won't do what you're doing. It's going to always talk about you because they envious. The best you can do is not get in a crow fight. Don't get in a chicken fight. Keep doing what you're supposed to do. Keep praising. Keep praying. Keep worshiping. Keep singing. Keep meditating. Keep walking close with the Lord. And when the Lord lifts you, we have already won in Christ. We, we, we're not walking to victory. We're walking from victory because Jesus won it for us. What we got to do is discipline ourselves and begin to trust God and his word. Your faith ought to get stronger every year. Your, your walk ought to get better every year. You may not be where you want to be, but keep on walking. You may not be what you're going to be, but keep on walking. Tell people, I got a new attitude. Tell them, I can't go back where I came from. I won't go back. I can't go back. I refuse to go back because I know how good God's been to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let the devils start talking. You ought to start talking back. I'm a child of the king. I've been washed in the blood. God got his hands on me. He chose me. I got his spirit in me. I know whose I am. Hallelujah. You know what? The devil hates your praise. So since he hates your praise, you ought to take a few moments and give God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. He is worthy. Be who he called you to be. Be who he created you to be. It's already in you. Let him pull it out of you. And what you begin to realize is this. That person that always trying to take you there is not worth it. Maybe they're envious. That's why. And the more God uses you, the more envious people are going to be. 
pray for them. Then be obedient to what God said. Because God said, bless your enemies. And that was heap cold of fire on their heads. Oh! 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 Oh, he's good. In the midst of he's good. Right now he's good. Oh! Taste and see. Taste and see. Taste me. Step in it. Be obedient the very next step. And if you take the very next step, the Lord will show you. You will experience his presence. But you got to step into it. You got to say, Lord, I trust you. Those that are watching, he loves you. He called you. He, he, got, he, got, he got his name on you. If you don't know him, it's simply asking Jesus, Lord, forgive me. Lord, today, I give you my life. Help me to walk this out. And the Lord will bless you. The Lord will show you. He will come into your life. To those that's in the house, I got ministers that's going to be right there. And you can go talk with them. There's some ladies that's going to line up with them. So if you're a lady and you feel a couple of ladies, they, they will pray with you. They're prayer warriors. And they will minister to you. And don't be ashamed because we all need help. <laughs> we all got issues. What I love about God, he put us all on the same playing field. That we come in need of him and him only. As we stand. Thank you for joining us. Call that number 451-31 and the minister will call you back. Those that want to come to the altar, come on. Come on. Those that want to come to the altar, come on. Join people's hands. We're in this together. We're family. Come on now. Connect, connect, connect. Connect, connect, connect. Connect with somebody. Connect with somebody. Tell them God loves you. And I love you too. Mm. Father, I don't know why you're so patient. You're so merciful. Why, well, Lord, after all the stuff that we do say at you look past our faults and you see our needs. You're such